or happy workout, happy kid circle. <clears throat> so welcome to my second podcast. The first one has not yet uploaded to you or not YouTube to iTunes. It uh, I think my art was declined because it was kind of a stock photo thing. So this time I made my own. Hopefully it passes the litmus test and my podcast will, will be up and running on iTunes soon. Hopefully, um, but we'll see. So today is February 7th. It's 10.30 p.m. when I'm recording this. Um, so after much deliberation last night, I was thinking... So we're going to kind of already do a new rebranding, if you will. Um, so I was originally going to go with uh, the title of this podcast being Your Morning Commute with Piper. That's Piper with two P's, P-I-P-P-E-R. Um, and then I thought, no, let me, I'm going to change it to Your Hot Topics Commute. Um, I think that's a more accurate name for this podcast since uh, we'll be talking about all the things that are making news, and hopefully you'll be listening to this during your commute, either to work or home, or maybe at your during your workout, or while you're sitting in your kid's circle, just whatever it is you're doing, maybe doing dishes. Um, podcast will run about 30 minutes, just so you know, um, if you are doing this while you're commuting or a workout or something where you, you actually like have to be on time for something. Um, again, like I'll try to keep the podcast right around uh, 25 to 30 minutes. And like I said, we're going to rename it to your hot topics commute in parentheses with Piper. <laughs> again, that's Piper with two P's and you can find me on Twitter at Piper, P-I-P-P-E-R, and the number 12. And that's how um, you can let me know what you want me to talk about. If you don't like what I'm talking about, if you've got an opinion on uh, something that we do talk about, I'd love to hear from you guys. So we're going to jump right on in and see what's going on uh, in today's world um, for today. I want to let you know that... Uh, it has been confirmed for American Horror Story Season 9 that Emma Roberts and Gus Kenworthy are going to play a couple. So I'm a huge American Horror Story fan. I've seen all of the seasons, and I, I'm i one of those that think, like, each season gets better than the last. So, um, I mean, of course, nothing's going to compare to Murder House because that was the first one that we, um, you know, that we watched, and they had really nothing— hadn't been anything like that on TV before that that I know of. So that one's always going to be like the best to me. But moving on from that, I think each season gets better and better. So I'm excited that Emma Roberts is going to be back. That's why I wanted to share that headline with you. I think she's a good part of the franchise, even though maybe like in her personal life, she might not be the best because um, if memory serves, I think I think I remember reading a story where she was like arrested for domestic violence against Evan Peters. Evan Peters is like her boyfriend in real life or was her boyfriend in real life. So I know that her personal life, she can be a little um, 
I don't know what the, I don't know a nice word to say. So, but I love her in American Horror Story and I think that's a good fit for her. Um, another headline that I saw today, this is through Twitter. So Ariana Grande, we were talking about her yesterday, right? Well, if you know who she is, she, um, then you know that like one of her trademarks is that high ponytail that's super, super long. It's just craziness. So she like always wears a ponytail. And again, it's, it's really, really, really like long. Well, her and Tyra Banks had a little chat today on Twitter and, uh, Ari or Tyra Banks said something to her. Then Ariana tweeted to her, tweeted back to Tyra Banks. Hi, I love you. I always wondered what you would do with my hair on the makeover episodes, makeover episodes of America's Next Top Model. That's the show that Tyra Banks hosts. Um, I'd always love to know what you do with my hair on the makeovers. So I'm scared to know, but also tell me, please. I want to, I want, to, I won't do it, but please tell me. <laughs> so uh, apparently I'm still learning how to talk today. Sorry about that. Tyra Banks tweets back first. I love you, and if it wasn't my, if I wasn't my height, I'd want to be yours. Ariana Grande is super short. I think she's around like five feet or so. Um, second, I teach personal branding at Stanford GSB, and on day one, my lecture touches on the power of your pony, an iconic visual cue to the world. I've used, I've used, oh, la, la, I can't talk. A visual cue to the world that identifies you. So Tyra basically says, um, you know, your pony is part of your, your ponytail is part of your brand. And everyone that sees that ponytail knows it's you. It identifies you. It's part of her personal branding. And Tyra Banks goes on to say, third, you better not touch that tail. I found that interesting because Tyra Banks in her, business class at Stanford is teaching about Ariana Grande. I found that odd. Do you find that odd? I find that odd. Um, but I guess, you know what, maybe now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, maybe it's not so odd because I'm sure there's a lot of young people in her class and they're probably all familiar with Ariana Grande. So it's probably a good jumping off point for Tyra to start with on day one now that I think about it. But I don't know. <laughs> I just think of when you're, if you're going to Stanford and you're taking a business class, maybe you're going to be talking about Microsoft, Apple, which I'm sure she gets to all those things. But, um, you know, it's just odd that Ariana Grande would be on the syllabus for a Stanford class. But hey, what do I know? You know what? I will let you know that I do have a business degree. I do. I have my own MBA. Um, but mine is not from Stanford, sadly. It's from Eastern New Mexico University. That's where I got my MBA. So, and I never once learned about Ariana Grande's pony in any of my classes, sadly. Maybe maybe I need to go to Stanford, huh? So, moving on from that. Um, so, I was going through my Twitter today and was looking at some things that I might want to talk about. Chelsea Handler, she tweeted, Chelsea Handler used to have a show on the E! Network, Chelsea Lately, and you may or may not remember that. She's like, a, she was or is still a stand-up comedian. Um, I've actually seen her show before, like her stand-up comedian show, uh, when she came to my area of the world. And I gotta say, I wasn't that impressed. I was 
really a big fan of her show, her round table discussions on her shows, but her comedy routine wasn't that great in my opinion, but hey, that's just my opinion. Um, so take it with a grain of salt and, you know, my opinion and what is that saying? I can't think my opinion in two cents won't get you tea in China or something like that. I don't know. So again, it's just my opinion. I didn't think her stand-up routine was all that great. Um, but I did enjoy her show back in the day. Well, anyway, so she tweeted today. She tweeted, Mike Pence, Mike Pence is our vice president, in case you don't know, defended the shutdown, the government shutdown that we just had, by saying it's never a mistake to stand up for what you believe in. So apparently Mike Pence defended the shutdown and he said, you know, it's never a mistake to stand up for what you believe in. She goes on to say, Chelsea Handler goes on to say, what about kneeling for what you believe in? Would love to get your thoughts. So apparently she's referencing the Colin Kaepernick football kneeling thing. And, um, you know, of course, the administration was against the football players kneeling, but they're kneeling for what they believe in. But apparently they're not against, according to Chelsea Handler's tweet, they're not against shutting down the government to stand up for what you believe in. And from what I understand of the shutdown, it was all about the border wall and the Democrats didn't want to give a penny for the border wall, though they were willing to give money for the for border security. They just didn't want to give any money to the border wall. So Trump was like, uh-uh, my base isn't going to like that. Uh, the and cultures of my base aren't going to like that. So uh, here we go. We're going to shut down the government in case because I'm going to need some money for my wall. And that's what I believe the shutdown was about. It was all about that wall and the funding. So I want to know what your thoughts are. You're here on this podcast. I appreciate you listening. I want to know. Tweet me. Let me know. Do you think it was right for the government to shut down for something that they, do you think it was right for President Trump to shut down the government for something he believed in? Um, He and his base believe in, i.e. the border wall. Um, Do you also think it's okay to, if it's okay for them to shut down the government for what they believe in, was it okay for Colin Kaepernick and others that believed what Colin Kaepernick thought to kneel during the the national anthem? So would love to get your thoughts. My opinion on it is um, it was not okay to shut down the government. A lot of people uh, went a long time uh, without a paycheck. Now I know that they got back pay. But I mean, those weeks in between, like, how do they get food? How do they pay their rent? How do they pay their mortgage? How do they pay their kids' braces bill? I mean, you know, I'm just saying, like, your bills don't stop just because you're not getting a paycheck. So even though you're eventually going to get that back pay, which they did, they got the back pay, um, the employees did. I don't think the contractors uh, got their back pay. I'm not sure where that stands right now. And the contractors um, are the people who like serve the lunches in the federal all contracted out. Um, so probably the um, janitors in the buildings, that's probably all contracted out. Um, you know, those people may not get their pay. 
So hopefully they do. But I mean, I'm just saying even the ones that got back pay during that time when they weren't getting a paycheck, I'm sure it was really scary. Like there's no money in our checking account. I'm not sure when there's going to be money in our checking account. And yet I still have to afford to live. So anyways, I tell me what you think. Um, and of course I do. I think that uh, it's fine to kneel for something you believe in. Um, you know the backstory like I do. Colin Kaepernick got the idea from a vet um, that kneeling was actually more respectful than just sitting down on the bench. So anyways, we've probably spent enough time on this. I just want to know what you think about it. So definitely tweet me. My handle is Piper, P-I-P-P-E-R 12 at Twitter. So just let me know. What, what do you think? Um, about the whole government shutdown versus Colin Kaepernick is, are they both okay? They both were standing up for something they believed in. So were they both okay to do? Um, this headline I thought was funny. OJ Simpson, and this is from TMZ. My buddy Trump might get impeached. Stone, meaning Roger Stone's, got a man up. I thought that was a funny headline. Um, I would not be listening to... O.J. Simpson on anything. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> what do you think? You think O.J.'s opinion uh, on anything actually matters anymore? I don't. What do you think? Keeping with the theme of political news, Beto O'Rourke tells Oprah he's going to decide on a 2020 pre presidential run before the end of this month. So, what do you think? You think he should run? You think there's too many Democrats already in the running? You think there's going to be more that jump in? What do, You think it's going to hurt the primaries? I mean, like, what do you think? My take on all these Democrats jumping in is that's fine. I mean, if you think you've got a chance to win, jump in. That's fine. Um, if you don't think you've got a chance to win, you have no right to jump in because you know, you got to ask people for their money, their time, you know, their volunteer time. You got to ask people to listen to you, watch you on the news, give up their time. Um, so if you don't think you're going to win, you're asking a lot of people um, and you know that they're not going to get anything in return. So, but if you think you're going to win, go ahead, jump in, right? I mean, who am I to say no? Ah, the thing, though, is, guys... That makes me nervous that all these people, all these Democrats jumping in is one's got to stand out like Trump in the last election. Right. He was a front runner from the word go because we all knew who he was. We had seen him either on Celebrity Apprentice. You knew him from the 80s as this real estate tycoon or however you knew him. You know, you knew he had like all these wives that filed for bankruptcy, good or bad. You knew who Donald Trump was. So he was like the front runner from the jump and was getting all the coverage from the word go, especially with that speech he gave whenever he announced he was running. You remember the speech of Mexicans are bad, but some are good. That speech. I mean, even that was a genius move because he knew that was going to get like a ton of coverage. I mean, who's speech that, you know, I'm going to run for president was would ever be so full of, uh, 
I don't know what the word is. What, 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 what word am I thinking of? Tweet me the word I'm trying to think of. But anyways, I mean, it ignited something in this country that you're like, yeah, yeah, I agree. Finally, somebody had the guts to say it. Or, oh, my God, I can't believe he's saying that. You know, he ignited something in all of us whenever he announced his run for candidacy. And it never really tapered off his popularity. Um, it, it really only seemed to gain momentum, especially as more and more Republicans were dropping out of the race because they could not catch up to Trump's numbers. And, you know, it's not a mystery as to why they couldn't jump up to Trump's numbers because we all knew who Trump was. I mean, I didn't really know who, who, who was that lady who used to run Dell or some company. Um, she was the female I didn't really know who she was before. I mean, I'd heard the name, but didn't really know. And that was the case with a lot of them. I mean, I had known the name, like Jeb Bush, knew he was, you know, the governor or something from Florida, but I'm not from Florida. So his name didn't carry much weight with me, but Trump, I knew. Um, So it was, it would be really hard for any of the other Republicans to have like jumped up to his popularity and, and get the numbers that he got. In the Democratic race this time around, we don't really have a superstar like that. We don't have somebody that's like a clear front runner that's just going to monopolize all the press and gobble up all the airtime. And everyone's going to be, you know, wanting to talk to that person. I mean, every network wanted to talk to Trump, right? Back in the, the day, I mean, every network, you know, phone call, whatever, they, they just wanted to get them some Trump. This time around in the Democratic race, we don't really have a quote-unquote Trump. So it's going to be interesting, you know, um, who's going to, when it's all said and done, get in the lead. Because when you've got like 50 people vying for number one, 50 people are all gobbling up their own little section of the Democratic population. There's not one clear front runner. So anyways, that's my thoughts. What are your thoughts on all these candidates and you think that O'Rourke should jump in and um, would you vote for him if he did? And who are you waiting on to jump in? You think like Biden is going to jump in? You think Hillary's going to jump back in? That's been a headline for a little bit. Um, Hillary's not ruling out a run for presidency this time. Hmm, I don't know. Um, so moving on, moving on. Um there's this movie I want to talk about, and it's called The Prodigy, and it's coming out soon. I believe it's coming out this weekend. And the Washington Post, this is from the Washington Post, it says, creepy children are a mainstay of the horror genre. Going back to the bad seed and beyond, children have proved capable of unnerving audiences with a combination of precocious dialogue and psychopathic behavior. All right, let's talk about this. I love scary movies. The scarier, the more thriller, scarier, the better. I'm not really into a lot of gore, but I love a good scary movie. So first, my first question to you is, do you like scary movies? Do you like the thrillery kind of movies? Or do you like the gory slasher films? So I definitely want to know what you like. Um, secondly, I want to know, you think you're going to go see this movie? Um, do you think kids... In movies, in scary movies, are scary. The one that comes to mind is The Good Son with Macaulay Culkin. I love that movie. 
Have y'all seen that movie? It's so good. It's got a young, what is his name? Let me look it up real quick. Oh, he had a co-star in it. A good son. I'm looking it up right now. Elijah Wood. Oh, I love Elijah Wood. He, he was in a show I loved. Wilford. Wilford was on FX, ran for about four seasons, I think. And it was, it was a really funny show to me. But anyways, so The Good Son, Macaulay Culkin. Love that movie. Um, I don't know if The Prodigy is going to be like that or not, what, what's kind of the premise of it, but I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. Um, I love a good scary movie. So that headline really excited me. And then, so I read this next headline, okay? We're going back to pop culture. So y'all know who Hayden Panettiere is, right? She used to be um, in a show called Nashville. And I believe she was on the show Heroes. She was the cheerleader, like, save the cheerleader, save the world. I believe she was the cheerleader girl on that show. Well, the cover of Us Weekly has why she gave up her daughter. So according to this article, her daughter lives over in the UK, Ukraine with the daughter's dad. The daughter doesn't live with Hayden. What do you guys think of that? I always find it fascinating when mothers don't have custody of their children. And there's no like... Re, like Hayden, I don't guess is like a drug addict or a alcoholic or some reason where she, you know, she's not in a position where she can't take care of the child. I'm always fascinated when children don't live with their moms. Um, you know what? I mean, I'm sure it's like more normal, more normal than I think. Um, and as we become more, you know, whether you like it or not, the world is becoming more gender equalized. I don't know if that's the right word or terminology, but men and women are both, um, you know, like dads are getting custody of their kids. And, you know, it's just not an automatic that in a divorce, the mom's going to get the kids, that kind of thing. Um, I think we're, we're moving more towards that. So I don't think it's probably as, unco as uncommon as I thought it was that moms don't have custody of their kids, but um, I, again, I just find it really strange and I, I would love to get your thoughts on it. Um, you know, what do you think of moms not having custody of their kids? And what I mean by that is like moms who there doesn't seem to be a reason as to why she shouldn't have custody of her kids. You know, there's no drug problem. There's no alcohol. There's no abuse. There's none of that. She just you know, hey, it didn't work out with a parent, you know, the other parent. So I'm just going to let you have custody of this child. You know, fathers do it every day during divorces and stuff with, with moms. I mean, they they don't walk away from their children, but they hand over custody to the mom and we don't give it another thought. So um, let's see here. And what's trending on Twitter right now? There were some articles that kind of brought my attention. Anybody out there watching Celebrity Big Brother? I'm watching it like every third episode. I love Big Brother in the summer, but not really into the Celebrity Big Brother. So let me know what you think. They're kind of boring, um, the celebrities. Uh, there's a headline about Woody Allen. I'm not going to talk about it because I 
just to be honest, don't like his history. So, um, yeah, I just, I'm not going to go get into that. I have never watched a Woody Allen movie, and I'm never going to. <laughs> I, I can honestly say that. I'm at the age where when I say I'm never going to do something, I'm more than likely never going to do it. <laughs> um, you know, the, the clock is a ticking. So, uh, one thing that kind of caught my attention was Cindy McCain. She reported an alleged attack of trafficking at the Phoenix airport. Okay, if you don't know who Cindy McCain is, she's John McCain's wife. She's Megan McCain, Megan McCain of The View. She's her mom. Well, she thought she was um, stopping a human trafficking event, and the police, like, contradict her story. In an interview for KTAR News 22.3 FM, Cindy McCain said she witnessed trafficking at Phoenix Sky Harbor International Airport last week. Phoenix, Phoenix police later refute her claim, saying they did not find any evidence of criminal conduct or criminal or child endangerment. So, um, you know, I think it goes back to the one of those, if you see something, say something. I wonder if she saw something, said something, and then there ended up not being any there there. So she saw something, she reported what she thought she saw, she went on about her day thinking she had really stopped something, and then comes to find out, no, she didn't really stop anything at all because there was nothing to stop. So I think that was that was it. But I did see some people on Twitter thinking that um, because it had to do with one adult who was a different race than the child, maybe it was racially motivated. You know what? I don't think so. I don't think so. Now, I'm no fan of the McCains. I will tell you that right now. Um, I'm just not. And eventually, I'll get into reasons why. And I'll probably get into reasons why I'm not a fan of Meghan McCain, especially. But um, definitely not a fan of Meghan McCain. But in this instance, I think her mom probably did see something, said something, moved on about her day. And I don't think it's probably necessarily racially motivated. But I'm sure as more comes out, we'll find out. Um, so that's pretty much it. That, uh, oh, marriage is very hard. Justin and Haley Bieber open up, open up about their relationship. Um, yeah, marriage is hard. That's no secret. Anybody who's been married longer than a year will tell you it is extremely hard. Um, so yeah, that's, that's not groundbreaking information. R. Kelly says he can't be creative during, can't be creative during standard business hours. Well, I can't be creative during standard business hours either. I'll tell you a quick story. I remember Shania Twain, an interview, Shania Twain used to be this back in the nineties, an awesome country singer that everyone just loved. Um, that was the heyday, her nineties. And they had a like a behind the music um, documentary about her, right? Behind the music used to be a show that came on VH1. Loved it. Wish it would come back. And she said that when she moved to Nashville, that people would make appointments to songwrite with her. And she just couldn't work that way. You know, you just don't show up at a music room at nine in the morning and say, I'm going to work from nine to five and I'm going to write the next hit song. It's some people just don't work that way. So I get it. Um, 
But again, I think that'll be the last time we talk about R. Kelly. I'm I'm fine with that. If you're fine with that, he's gross, allegedly. Um, and uh, Modern Family's ending after 11 seasons next year. Any Modern Family fans out there? I've watched a lot of Modern Family. I'll tell you right now, my favorite sitcom it's a toss-up between Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Superstore. Love them both. Love them from day one. So I'm glad they're starting to get the recognition that they need or that they deserve. And really, that's it. So I guess it's a slow news day. And tomorrow I'll come back. Or you know what? I won't. I'll come back Sunday night. So you'll have your recording Monday morning on your mon Monday morning commute. So I'll save some good headlines over the weekend. And I will see you again Monday morning. Guys, have a great day. Thanks again so much for listening. I appreciate it. Hopefully, this gets uploaded to, to iTunes soon. And we can get the ball rolling on this. Thanks again, you guys. And have a wonderful day. If you're just starting your day, if you're towards the end of your day, I hope you had a great day. Remember, drink your water, take your vitamins, and hug on your family. Bye, guys. <laughs>